Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. Okay, we're going to just get started. Um, I see some familiar names and faces, so glad to see you guys here. If you could turn on your camera, I would love to see you. Doesn't matter if you just got off shift and you're tired or whatever you look like. Um, would love to see your face. Um, just to let you guys know, I am recording. This is probably most likely going to be turned into a podcast. So just so you know, there will be recording going on. Just the audio will be recorded, not the video. So we're just going to get started. About 25 people signed up for this webinar. If they all start to come in, I'll start to let them in. But I want to be cognizant of your guys' time. We only have an hour today. So um, we're just going to get going. Um, thanks for being here today. I know like for the hour on your Friday, you could be doing anything else. So I really appreciate you being on today. Um, and I appreciate seeing some familiar faces, some of my current clients as well. So that's great to see, um, the way the webinar is going to go is I'm going to just tell you a little bit about myself first. Um, and then I'm going to talk to you about three common thoughts that are offered to us and three common thoughts that I hear from the majority of my clients who work in healthcare and are first responders. And then I'm going to offer you three different thoughts to kind of replace those with. We're going to talk um, more in depth about these three thoughts that our brain usually gives, gives us. And then I'm going to offer you um, some coaching tools that I use with my clients to help kind of grow and build your confidence. Um, and then for the majority of the time, I am going to open up for open coaching. So if there is anything that you guys want to be coached on when it comes to confidence or doubt or any other topic that's going to help you grow your confidence today, because obviously you're here to grow that, um, I'm going to open that up for coaching at that time as well for you guys. So um, and then at the end, I'm going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into these concepts and let you know if you want to dive deeper, if you want to work on these, or if anything catches your eye, um, how to kind of do that. And then I'm going to do kind of a Q&A at the end. But I want to offer you guys, if there's any questions that you have right now, please put them in the chat. I won't be kind of looking at it as we're doing this webinar, but at the very end, I will address any questions that you have put in there. So if you have any questions throughout any of the time together, go ahead and throw them in there and then we'll kind of address those at the end. Um, I just want to start out with telling you guys that our brain offers us a million thoughts a day, like millions. And it's the thoughts that we hold on to the most that have us feeling a certain way. So for example, if you're feeling a ton of doubt, then you are having that thought that keeps coming up for you that is giving you and causing you that doubt. Vice versa, if you are experiencing a lot of confidence, then it's because you're holding onto a thought that's giving you and allowing you that confidence. So I just want to start that out with, we experience millions of thoughts every day. It's just the ones that we are choosing to hold onto that create the feeling for us that we are predominantly feeling. So um, for those of you who, who don't know me or aren't currently working with me, I, I am a nurse that's turned life coach. I've been a nurse for the past 13 years. I spent six years in the ICU and then I did about seven as a flight nurse. In that time as a flight nurse, I had a really hard year about a couple years into the job where I just lost like five patients within the course of two weeks. And I had a really hard time with it. I felt myself like really having doubts about my career, having doubts about myself, having doubts about my life choices. I felt myself like becoming a really big recluse. And that's kind of where I found coaching. I started listening to a coach's podcast and then I hired my own coach. And after doing that, I really grew my confidence. I grew my self-concept. I grew how to be able to be that person who's an overachiever, who has two different jobs and who wants to do everything at one time. Um, and just grew my capacity to be able to handle stress and overwhelm and have that work-life balance as a healthcare worker. And so once I heard my own coach, I was like, man, I really love these tools. And I started to think about wanting to coach and put these tools into the hands of other healthcare workers and first responders doing critical jobs like I was doing. 
Um, and so I went to a coaching certification and I got certified and I started just kind of doing it for fun to really help people at first and flying at the same time. And then it just took off. And I realized like the needs of healthcare workers in particular and first responders was so great. And um, in January of this year, I left my flight job completely after seven years and I'm now coaching full time. So I coach healthcare workers and first responders on general topics like this, imposter syndrome, doubts, helping them build their confidence and getting to their goals. And I also do career coaching for paramedics and nurses that particularly want to get into flight. So that's a little bit about myself. Um, and then going back to these millions of thoughts, this is going to be kind of a little bit interactive. So that's why I would love for you guys to keep your cameras on if you can. Um, and this is not going to be like a boring didactic lecture where you're going to see slideshows, <laughs> but I would love for you guys, um, I'm going to have some questions for you. So just be interactive. And if there's anything that you want coaching on or any questions you have, like I was saying before, for those of you who just came on, please put them in the chat box and I will definitely address them at the end. And also this is recorded. So um, anything on here is going to be made into basically a podcast on my episode for my people as well. So three common thoughts that I hear from healthcare workers, first responders, and the majority of my clients. The first one is, I need more time and experience. If you have ever thought this, raise your hands. Yes. <laughs> this thought comes up for us when we are going to do something new. This thought came up for me when I transitioned. I was like in banking for five years and then decided after having three small kids, I wanted to go to nursing school, which is crazy. But this thought came up for me. It's like, I don't have the time and experience. How am I supposed to be a nurse? And um, it came up for me when I decided to try to apply for a student nurse position in the ICU. Like I've literally never worked in healthcare before. And I was like, how do I be a student nurse when I don't have any time and experience? And so I kind of want to look at this thought and address it for you guys today. And as I'm talking about this thought, I just want you guys to be thinking if you, if while you're thinking, if anytime you've had this thought, if you've been experiencing any of these things that I'm talking about and so with this thought, I need more time and experience. Oftentimes it has us feeling doubt or nervousness. Some of the things that we do when we have doubt and nervousness and we're thinking, I need more time and experience is we start to spin. We start to think about all these thoughts. We replay moments maybe during our shifts, how we could have done it differently. I don't know if any of you guys have ever come off of a hard shift and then you spend the whole day or the next day thinking about how you would have done that shift differently. It has you nervous to speak up. It has you waiting, um, waiting till you get to the next thing to allow yourself to feel confident. So when we tell ourselves we need more time and experience, it has us saying, well, once we get to that job or once we get that level, then we can feel confident about ourselves. So it always has us waiting till the next thing. And the result of this thought really is we're always chasing confidence. So I tell my clients, especially the ones who are wanting to get into flight, I tell them, listen, when you have the thought, I need more time and experience. You can be a flight nurse for seven years and still think that. And it just has you constantly chasing your confidence level instead of just allowing yourself to be confident with what you have right now and then building on that and magnifying it. Okay, the second most common thought that I hear my clients say is I don't know enough. Raise your hand if you've ever thought that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know enough. It has us feeling a lot of doubt. And the big thing with this thought, I don't know enough, is it has us not trusting the decisions that we're making. And when we don't trust ourselves and we, when we have doubt, is it has us being afraid to speak up. It has us afraid to give an answer or make a suggestion or ask for an order for our patient. Um, it has us afraid to maybe look embarrassed or ask for help. Um, it has us afraid to ask for clarification for fear of maybe we're wrong or we're going in the right direction. And it has us afraid to move forward and thinking like we're not ready. And it's basically just having us fear taking the next step. 
So we're continually thinking, okay, what's the next step till I can feel like I know enough. And the result of really that thought alone is it has us playing small and showing up small. The third, like most common thought that I hear from my clients and I've experienced too a lot in, in my route of, um, just being in healthcare and as a person in general is I'm afraid of failing. And most people experience like this thought right, right after they decide to set a goal for themselves, right after they're like, I want to go for that big thing, or I want to change jobs, or I want to change careers. Like I'm afraid of failing is oftentimes the first thing that our brain offers us. And it has us feeling like fearful. And I just want to offer you guys, it's completely normal when we have, when we're growing and we're getting out of our comfort zone to feel fear. And usually as we're growing, discomfort comes, being uncomfortable comes. And it's not always about being positive. It's sometimes just like being able to lean into that fear. And I'm going to talk to you guys about how to do that. Um, when we have this thought, I'm afraid of failing and we have fear or we're afraid of the next thing, it has us not taking any steps forward. Sometimes we buffer like watching Netflix and a whole series instead of doing our assignments or the things that we're supposed to be doing. It has us procrastinating and really it has us subtly giving up on a goal. So like on that time where you set a big goal for yourself and you have this thought, I'm afraid of failing. And you think of all the obstacles that stand in your way between there and the goal. And you think of like, but how do I get there? It just keeps you from like not doing any of those things and subtly giving up on yourself. And then you're just never getting started. So you're just failing ahead of time. That's the result of this thought. And so I'm going to talk to you guys about these three thoughts again and kind of how to combat them. If you've Sounds like everybody in this room has felt them. I mean, I think we're all human. We feel them, but I feel like in healthcare and especially if you work like critical jobs at all or as first responders, you feel these thoughts a lot. And so um, I'm going to give you some solutions on how to combat these thoughts and maybe some um, thoughts that might help you also overcome some of these. So the first one, I need more time and experience. I, my philosophy with this thought is that time and experience comes from who you are and what you value. It's about who you've been your whole life. When I became a nurse, I wasn't just a nurse from the time that I was licensed. I've been a nurse my whole life. I've been that person that when they got hurt, they would come to me and say, Hey, what do you think I should do? And you guys know, for those of you who are nurses, like we're social workers too. We're the people who problem solve for all the other entities. And I've kind of been that person my whole life. So I want to offer you guys to not just think about whatever title you're stepping into or whatever one you're trying to grow into. You have been that position your whole life. You have been doing that job your whole life. Similarly, I've thought about that as a coach. Like I didn't just become a coach two years ago, I've been a coach my whole life. I've been a coach as a nurse. I've been a coach as a kid. I've been that person that someone has always come to and trusted um, with what they're going through. And I've always been able to kind of help them through it. So thinking about who you've always been and what you've always valued your whole life that has gotten you to that point will be so significant for you. Before you got to that title, who were you as that person who's magnified, who's going to magnify that position? I think about, um, have you guys seen the movie Ford versus Ferrari? This is like my husband's favorite movie. When we go dirt biking in the desert, he makes us watch it every time we go. <laughs> but it's such a great movie because I love the part when he is talking. I can't remember if he's talking to his son or he's talking to Matt Damon, his manager about it. But he's saying like, what makes me stand apart as the driver is that when the race is going on, he goes, I'm able to take my lenses and zoom out. Like I'm able to see the entire race, the entire track, me from start to finish. Like, and because I can see the whole race, I know when I'm going to turn. I know if I hit something, how to pivot myself. He He's able to zoom out so that he can dial himself in. 
And I love this concept. This is the concept that I teach my clients to that work with me about time and experience is that we do this in code situations. So if any of you guys have ever been in a code, you probably remember your first code. My first code was a complete, like, what the heck was going on? I remember all these people coming into the ICU, them jumping on the patient's chest, me just like, my heart's racing. I'm not even a part of it. And I don't know what's going on. And I just like get so, I was so focused in. But after working in the ICU for six years, like, I loved codes. I almost welcomed codes because what I was able to do as an ICU nurse was focus my lenses out. Those first couple codes, you're so focused in on the chest compressions or the airway or giving the right meds. But as I exposed myself to more, I was able to kind of just zoom out and see the bigger picture and see that it wasn't just about the patient coding or about one thing that you're doing. It was about all the things that went into it. And it was about helping the patient then so that we could prevent them from coding later. And it was about everything that led up to that code, but you weren't able to see that until you zoom out. So I want to offer you guys from that lens, either Ford versus Ferrari, how he zooms out or how you zoom out. If you've been in code situations, you're able to see the bigger picture. And when I say zoom out to see the bigger picture, I mean this in the way of what is it that you are really good at? I was not the best test taker in nursing school. I was not the best tester in the ICU or even as a flight nurse when we got, when we did tests. But what I was really, really good at is always getting what I needed from my patient, no matter what it took. And so it wasn't about time and experience. It was about leaning on what I knew I was already good at. And for every one of you, you know that one thing. For some of you, it's really good at creating trust with your patients and families. For some of you, it's it's um, might be always getting what you need for your patient. It might be always speaking up. It might be having empathy in a way that most people can't. And so I want to offer for you to zoom out, see the bigger picture of like of either the situation that you're in or the job that you're going to be going in. How is it not necessary that you have the time and experience and think about the one thing that you are really, really good at. I want to give you guys one more example of this. Um, for a lot of you guys that practice during COVID, it was a really hard time, I think, um, for everybody in healthcare. But in the transport world, it was especially difficult because we had patients that we just could not oxygenate. It didn't matter that we gave them 100% oxygen or gave them additional PEEP. We just could not get their SATs above 60s or 70s sometimes. And in the transport world, it was necessary that we moved them. Because if they stayed in that hospital and they didn't get the treatment that they needed at a higher level of care, they were going to die. So our options were very limited. So there was a lot of times where I would go bedside and I would have to explain to the family. I can't promise you that they're going to survive this transport. But what I can promise you, what I can confidently give you is that I will do everything that I can to ensure that this person will get there to the best of my abilities alive. And so my confidence wasn't that I could confidently tell them that 100% they were going to live. And a lot of them didn't during COVID. A lot of the transports were unsuccessful, but my confidence was that I could tell them what the confidence I could offer them was that I will do everything in my power to make that happen for them. And so I want to offer you guys the same thing. It's like confidence isn't knowing a hundred percent your capability. It's leaning on what you're really good at. And I knew what I was really good at was always being resourceful for getting what I needed. So think about that thing that you're really good at when that when that thought does come up for you. I need more time and experience and be willing to like zoom out like you do in a code situation. See the bigger picture. Assess the whole situation. Assess the whole situation of the career that you're going into that has you feeling a little bit about a doubt about yourself. So the thought I want to offer you guys with this one, when your brain wants to give you I need more time and experience is I've done hard things before. And I know that each of you guys can think of a time in your life, 
even if like you are brand new like me and never worked in healthcare or you've done hard things before. Like that's the reason why I wanted to get into nursing because I knew I had been through hard stuff before. So I knew going to nursing school with three young kids was something that I could do. I could accomplish it. And I know when I feel the thought I've done hard things before, it helps me feel motivated. It helps me feel determined. Some things that it has me do is I'm willing to show up more. I'm willing to show up more confidently. I'm willing to speak up, I'm willing to ask for things. And the result of like that thought and keep and thinking I've done hard things before is that I'm always willing to grow. I'm always willing to tackle that thing. I said I was going to wait for. I'm just always willing to go for it. The second thought I don't know enough, um, and I kind of was talking to you about this before, was when I was never in healthcare, I did banking for five years, and I decided to go to nursing school and become a nurse. I wanted to get a, um, a student nurse position before I started nursing school because I knew I wanted to go into flight. And so I started applying for these student nurse positions in ICUs. And I got this position, but I had this thought over and over again, I don't know enough. Like I've literally never seen a patient in a hospital bed before. And um, I wanna offer you guys to think about moments where maybe you thought this thought. And how I help my clients with this is, we all know nurses who have been nurses or clinicians or whatever job that you're in for 10 to 20 years. But that doesn't make them a good clinician or a good nurse. When we think of the people that we look up to in our careers, if you list out why you look up to them, it usually has nothing to do with the knowledge that they have. Maybe some of it, right? Like, yeah, they're really knowledgeable. But the majority of the things that you're listing out are the qualities that you love about them. They're trustworthy. They're a good team player. We can have a crap of a day and I know that they're going to have my back. Like those things are the things that make you enough. And I want to offer you, like, it's always hard to think about them as yourself, but for other people, it's easy. Like if you made a list of that nurse or that clinician that you really looked up to, sometimes knowledge wouldn't even be on there at all. And so I want to offer you guys that to be thinking about that when you have this thought, I don't know enough, but what is it about who you are that is enough? Um, another example I wanted to give you was during COVID, I was crazy enough to move from flight and to try to go into being a manager for a short amount of time, I only did it for eight months. But because COVID hit right when I became a manager, I had to hire 60 people in a very short amount of time. And the only way that I got through all these applications and resumes was that I focused on who the people were. I focused at looking at their resume, not their time and experience. In fact, I hired a lot of new grads because what drew me to them was who they were and what they valued and what kind of team player they were, because that was far more important to me than their knowledge. And so I want to offer you like these people are thinking the exact same thing about you who maybe these positions you're trying to get into. They bring you to the interview. It's not about your time and experience. It's not about your knowledge. It's about finding out who you are and what kind of team player you are. And then I want to offer you guys to ask yourself, what does enough even look like? Answer that question. If you could say that you knew enough, what would that even look like? And I offer you guys that because if you keep that thought, I don't know enough, then when you get to that level, like let's say it's five years from now, you're going to keep that thought with you. And you're going to think then I don't know enough. So it's like, how do we kind of regulate that now? And so I want to offer you guys this new thought for this one. I determine my success. I determine my success has me thinking of what enoughness I already have. It has me feeling powerful. It has me not holding back from anything that I did in the past. And one thing I want to offer you guys is when we're doing something new, it's normal for us to go back to our past evidence to figure out what we can create now, but that is simply not true because that only limits us from being able to create things in the future. If we're always looking back at what we've created to determine our success now, 
then we won't be able to go on and create more successful things. So I determine my success has us not being held back from what we did in the past. It has us able to create new skills and new ways of thinking. It has us willing to do more things. It has us showing up more confidently, showing up bigger, speaking up, being willing to try new things. And the result of that is it just helps us playing big and giving us success, really. And one thing I want to mention with that is it's completely normal for our brain when we want to have a growth spur or we make a new goal for it to immediately offer us a ton of obstacles. But I want you guys to answer the other question, like, and we're going to go into this, like the next thought is I'm afraid of failing. When it tells you I'm afraid of failing, also I want you guys to answer it with, but what if I succeed? Because yes, okay, I'm afraid of failing because this, 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 and our brain goes all to evidence of this. But I want to offer you the other question on the other side of it is, but yeah, but what if I succeed at this? And to answer that side too. So last thought, I'm afraid of failing. Our brains create this dichotomy. They tell us that we can have fear or we can be confident or we can have doubt or we can be successful. But I wanna offer you that success and confidence is built by being able to hold space for both of those things at the same time. That we can actually have fear and doubt and still be confident and successful at the same time. I'm gonna kind of give you guys an example of this. And the way that I like to explain this to people is like you're in the car with whatever emotion that you normally feel. And I'm gonna give you guys my example. So the emotion that I have felt the predominant, my predominant life and in healthcare has been pressure. So I always feel a ton of pressure no matter what I'm doing. And so the way I want to explain this is early on in my career in healthcare, pressure would be in the front seat with me and I'd be driving along the road and pressure would be in the front seat, messing with the radio, turning on and off the AC, rolling down my windows, barking commands at me, and it would just be taking over. And I would be spending the whole time trying to kick pressure out the door. And what I learned to do with that pressure is just take it along with me and make it work for me. Instead of trying to get rid of the pressure, I started saying, hey, no, wait, I'm going to give you a roadmap. I don't want you to mess with the radio anymore. You're going to actually sit in the back. It's fine that you're going to go along with me, but I'm going to make you work for me instead of against me anymore. And so then I started to feel pressure. And when I felt pressure, I would always perform. I'd be like, okay, oh, pressure's there. But now that's my move for me to always perform. And what you guys want to try to do is you want to get rid of the fear and the doubt. But I want to just offer you guys just to allow it to come with you. But don't let it allow it to take over. And not allowing it to take over is going to be not you being willing to get rid of it, but to just take it with you and realize that you can have both at the same time. You can have fear and doubt and pressure and still be very successful. In the seven years of flying, I felt doubt on every single call. Every single call we were about to land on, my heart would start to race. I would have a lot of doubt and a lot of fear. And a lot of people were like, how could you feel that way after that? Well, I just thought like you never would. And I'd be like, every single time I did. But when I opened up the back of that ambulance to see whoever or whatever was going on my patient, I still had doubt and I knew that I would always figure it out. So allowing that doubt and pressure and fear to just ride along in the car with you, but not to let it drive and take over is just one thing I want to offer for you and offer to stand for the and. That's how I explain it. Stand for the and. So the two thoughts I want to offer you is I can feel pressure and still be confident. I can have doubt and still be confident. Whatever it is, like the emotion that drives you crazy sometimes, put that in the first part of that sentence. I can be nervous and still be confident. I can have fear and still be confident. When I learned to do that, I felt calmer. I knew how to calm myself in those situations. I was able to think more clearly 
in tough situations because I wasn't trying to get rid of the doubt. And I was able to zoom out and see the bigger picture. I could see all possible outcomes and solutions while still allowing myself to make mistakes. I allowed for the negative emotions. It wasn't like I was trying to get rid of the pressure and the fear and doubt anymore. I just allowed them to come with me. And it also, carrying both of them with me, allowed myself to have grace. Gave me grace that I could experience these negative emotions at the same time and still be confident. So I want to offer you guys, like if you're in an interview situation or you're in a tough call or you're in a critical emergent situation with a patient or family member, it's like you can have doubt and still be really successful in it at the same time. You just have to be willing to allow it as well. And the result of that is just, I just became a better critical thinker and you guys can too. If you can allow that negative emotion that comes with you, you can be a better, better critical thinker and you can tackle really hard situations. So this just goes back to, we have a million thoughts that we're thinking every day. And sometimes we grasp onto those first ones so much that it has us feeling a certain way and has us like spinning. But I wanna just offer you to grab onto some of these thoughts. And I'm gonna say them again. I've done hard things before. I determine my success. And I can have doubt and still be confident, or I can be nervous and still be confident. Fill in whatever that emotion is for you that you struggle with. And then part of like being authentic and confident is that it doesn't mean we're confident all the time. It just means we're holding space for all of these emotions at the same time. But sometimes we're going to be a little bit more confident over here. And some days we're going to have a little bit more doubt, but that's okay. And it's accepting like also, it's not about being positive all the time. It's accepting the bad parts of you with also the good parts. Like those parts, for example, like I really struggle with having no filter. I always say how it is. And that really kicked me in the butt a lot as a nurse. But that is also my best quality. It is also the thing that always gets me what I need for my patient. It's always the thing that always has me saying it to my clients the way that they need to hear it because I'm always willing to just say it how it is and what I see. And so I want to offer you guys the same thing to show up authentically is like to love the bad parts about you and the good parts about you. And that's what really confidence is about. When you guys can practice these thoughts and learn some of these tools, you're going to be able to be confident in the moments that you need it most. And I think about like the really critical moments that I've been in in my career and allowing myself like a little bit of grace, allowing myself to have doubt and nervousness and fear, like really helped me get to that level of confidence and zoom out in situations when I really needed to. It created trust in myself for the decisions that I was making and Again, it comes from holding space for all of these emotions at one time. It's not about being positive all at the same time. It's about confidence is like being able to carry all of these emotions day to day with you and being okay with being on any level of the scale. And again, like zooming out to see a bigger picture helped me in a lot of code situations and a lot of emergent situations. So I just said a lot. I'm done with like the talking portion of it. I want to open this up for you guys for like the next um, 15 minutes. If there's anything that you want to discuss or get coaching on when it comes to confidence, I know all of you guys came in here with a question or to help yourself grow a little bit of confidence. I want to open this time up now in the next 15 minutes for anything that you guys want coaching on to discuss. And my current clients like, no, I love awkwardness, silence. <laughs> so I know everybody's on here for a reason. So get what you came for. Get get coaching if you need it. I'm totally here for you guys. So I'm going to open up to you now. Okay, I'll go since everyone's quiet. It's going to be a stupid question. Um, so Never. is this kind of like... Is this kind of fair to like bring this up in an interview if they're like, well, what makes you feel like, you know, you are a good fit for this position? Can you actually talk about, this is really stupid, like 
go into this and say, hey, like, I may not be very confident, but I know that I have the following criteria and I know that's going to help me through. Yeah. Let me ask you, what's the fear in answering that question for you? What, what, why do you feel like it's a stupid question? Because I feel like cookie cutter answers are really easy, but if you really want something, I feel like getting deeper is better, but then like how, like how they're going to judge you based on that is what I'm still fighting on. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this. When I tell you to show them who you are, what you value and what kind of team player you are, what comes up for you when answering that question? What makes you feel like you're a good fit for this position? Like um, I was telling you, like I care about my team and I care about the patient. So I know that caring circumvents like a lot of other things. Yeah. Like you were saying, like the no filter, like that's exactly me. And it gets me what I need out of my patients and lining up the call. Yeah. But you can't really say I don't have a filter to the manager. You know what I'm saying? I want to offer for you guys in every interview situation to be completely transparent about yourself because that's what they want to know. I mean, here's the thing when we're not transparent is that they hire us and they're like, this is not the person in the interview. So I want to offer for you, if we were to just like get out of their head, the interviewer head and back into yours. And we just talked about like, who is V, who is the person that she is, what she values, what kind of team player she is. When you, when you think about that question, how do you want to answer that? What makes you a good fit? That I care a lot about my team. I care a lot about my patient. And because of that, I'll go to bat for whatever situation. Mm -hmm. um, and then just a huge advocate. So I think that's probably saying everything without saying no filter. Yeah. And I want to take it one step further when it comes to interviewing you guys is also answer what they're thinking. So for UV, as you're interviewing for these flight nurse positions, the thought that they're thinking is how I care. Okay. She cares about her team. She cares about her patient. She's always willing to go to bat in whatever situation, but how is this going to translate in flight? So if you can answer that question before they while they're trying to piece it together in their head, they're going to think, wow, she's like really gets this question. So just to add on to that, what's going to make, why is that so important in flight that you have this? Because it's kind of like ground transport where if you don't line up your calls, you got a shit show up there and it's just you. So you better line up your calls, no matter how fast you're lining it up and how fast you have to get out of that situation you want to line it up. So it shows like responsibility to a certain extent too. Yeah. But I yeah. want you to answer this. So in your brain, like you said, what makes you a good fit for this position? And you said, I care about my team. I care about my patient. And because of that, I'm willing to go to bat in whatever situation. And that's huge. Why is that going to be so important as a flight nurse to do that? Because you're going to get situations that are detrimental. And if you're not working as a team and on the best behalf of your patient, you're basically gonna be in an irresponsible situation where you're you have someone's life in your hands. Mm -hmm. So you know it, it definitely benefits you to think ahead, work together as a team, and care. Caring is like beyond just the cookie cutter med surgeon nurse we were talking about that you see in ERs, the mm -hmm. twenty plus year nurse that doesn't give a f about everybody else, the resting B face, and that's yeah. not gonna be me. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna read you back your answer, and you tell me what you think. Oh no. Okay. Your question was, what makes you feel like a good fit for this position? And you said, I don't want to give a cookie cutter answer. And I said, what comes up for you when you talk about who you are, what you value and what kind of team player you are. And you said, I care about my patient. I care about my team. And because of that, I will go to bat in whatever situation. And that's huge. I know this is going to be important as a flight nurse because we're going to be in detrimental situations and it's going to benefit you to think ahead and work together as a team. Thanks for keeping the F-bomb out. What are your thoughts about that? That's pretty good. Did you like chat GPT that stuff? <laughs> Everybody in this room can attest to that's exactly what you said. Okay. And I just want to offer for you, you don't have to be cookie cutter in your interview. You just have to be you. Because if you're not you and you did answer cookie cutter, 
then if they hired you based on the cookie cutter you, then it's not going to match up in the end for you or them. What are your thoughts about that? I think you're right. What do you have to believe about yourself that you can be who you are in the interview? Just like appreciate the parts of yourself that you feel confident in. I mean, I think that's the most important because there's certain things you won't be confident in, but certain things, like you said, no filter, you're confident about that. Even if it's the bad stuff, turn it into a positive because that's what you're confident about and use that until you can get further in your growth, you know? Yeah. And I want to offer you to think about also these questions, like as nurses, there's millions of different ways to run your shift. And you might think about another nurse that you really think highly of, and they would run their shift much differently than you would. And it doesn't make it wrong. It's just the way that you choose to do it. So be confident about the way you choose to do it. Same with these interviews. Like you want to be confident in these answers and the way that feels great and authentic for you. What are your thoughts about that? I think that's good. I actually was putting myself in that position when you were talking. And I think you just feel more confident and less nervous when you're yourself in general. Yeah. It's a mind game a little bit. Yeah. And we want to show these companies who you are so that you can get really clear if this is a good fit for you and you're a good fit for them. It would be like going on a date with someone and not acting like who you really are just to try to catfish them. Is that even the right word? I don't know. Does that feel complete for you right now? Oh, I feel complete, Jan. <laughs> okay, V, thanks for bringing that up. I know that it's got to be helpful for other people here. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else, anything like that came up for you as I was kind of talking at the beginning? Um, anything that you guys want to talk about or have coaching on or get coaching on? Everybody feels confident now. 10 out of 10. I did my job. I also want to like open it up because I do have like some of my current clients in here. If there's anything that you guys would want to share about um, confidence for yourself and like what, how maybe coaching has helped you grow it a little bit. You got to pick on people, Jan. No, that's okay. Anything that you want to share, V, in our time of working together? Yeah, I think the most important thing that you mentioned was that um, you're already there and that I'm just helping you see that. And I think it's incredible how, like, it's kind of like people that get, like, trainers for the gym. And, like, at first they're, like, gung-ho and then, like, either they do it all the way on their own afterwards once they know all the exercises or they just, like, don't go. But it's just this like kicking yourself in the butt all the time type of thing that you got to do. And some people just need, you know, a boost, but it doesn't make you a bad or like incompetent person. I hate, personally, I hate hospital. Um, it made me really bitter about the nursing career that I was in for ICU and ER. I think people are shark tanks and like live in a shark tank all day long. And I really like transport because we work together and we're, like a brotherhood or sisterhood, whatever you want to call it. And like, it's just fun. And you're there for your patients. You're there for each other. And I think that's why I just want the next challenge. Like I could never see myself back in hospital yeah. with, like, you know, those chickens running around with their heads cut off, sabotaging each other. Well, notice though, whenever we go to the next thing, whatever it is for you guys, whenever we move to the next thing, that's when our confidence level and imposter syndrome comes in and we didn't really talk about imposter syndrome, but that's when it does come in. And that's when we feel a drop in our confidence. And I want to offer you guys like one thing too, like you're right where you're supposed to be. If you feel that, that means like, that's your moment of kind of growth. And so like at this point, um, if, 
I want to talk to you guys about like, if any of you guys want to do a deeper dive and any of these concepts that we talked about in coaching with my clients, we go deeper um, on an individual and in a group level of like, really, how do we grow your confidence as you're working towards these goals? I'm going to put in the chat, uh, my link, if you're interested in booking a consult, you can um, go to that link. And um, there, if there's not a date and type on there, you can definitely reach out to me on IG. I'm, most of you guys probably follow me there. That's where you got this Zoom link. And let me know of a couple of dates and times that work better for you. But we do a deeper dive with my clients individually and both um, in a group on how do we kind of raise your level of confidence? Where do we work on some of these obstacles that are coming up for you? And I wanted to let you guys know, I am taking enrollment for my next healthcare and first responder group. This group um, is going to be covering this process of kind of things that we talked about today, but I'm going to take this group through my five-step process. In this process, the very first thing is going to be mindset prep. As you heard today, my coaching really focuses on who you are now and where you want to be. And the big part of getting to where you want to be and doing something you've never done before and growing your confidence is your mindset during it. And so um, the first step that we're going to cover in this group is mindset prep any obstacles that you're facing or any spiraling thoughts that you're having that are holding you back, we're going to uncover them in that first part of the group so that you can create a mindset that's confident and moving forward for the next thing. The second thing that we're going to talk about is not resisting the negative emotion. So today we talked about pressure and doubt and fear and nervousness a little bit. I'm going to help you guys and give you guys the tools of not resisting whatever the negative emotion is that you're dealing with and allowing it to go in the car with you and come along with you, but not drive you. The third part that we're gonna talk about is growing your confidence. And hopefully you guys experienced like a little bit of growth in your confidence level today, but we're gonna magnify that so that you can start believing that you're capable of doing things that you've never done before and creating more possibility for yourselves in whatever aspect of your life that you wanna work on with that. What I notice with people is as we grow your confidence in whatever area you want to grow, so let's say you wanna grow your confidence as a clinician, other aspects of your life, it will seep into and your confidence level will grow in other areas of your life as well. The fourth step in that is I'm going to teach you guys how to really zoom out. When we zoomed out, like we talked about in a code situation and Ford versus Ferrari in that movie, your critical thinking skills will grow. I always say like having good critical thinking skills is like is so good as a clinician in the jobs that we do because we work so many emergent situations and we have emergent situations in our in our home life too and so really being able to zoom out and grow that capacity is going to help your critical thinking skills for both areas the fifth thing that i'm going to do in this group is help you maintain these results so i'm going to give you the tools to be able to do it but also keep continuing to maintain them for you and while creating new beliefs so as you get new beliefs for yourself as you reach those reach those goals. It's like, how do we then create some new beliefs and reach new goals? And I'm going to teach you the tools that are going to be best for you individually and as a group, the process that you can take with you the rest of your life to continue to do that for yourself. Because going for a goal isn't like linear. It's circular, right? It's like sometimes we're on the top of that circle and sometimes we drop down, but it's like, how do we get ourselves back up? And it's a continual circle. We can be low, but we're always going to come back up. And so I'm going to teach you guys how to do that, how to navigate that, and how to continue to create that for yourself and give yourself the process that you can do that for the rest of your life. I'm going to open the rest of this time up. Um, and, and just to let you guys know a little bit about the consult is that on this consult, we're going to spend 45 minutes just talking about where you are kind of where you want to be. And then we're going to map out the plan of getting you there. I get asked a lot because a lot of my clients work with therapists and coaches at the same time. So therapy really focuses on whatever happened to you in the past and why you are the way you are now. And my coaching really focuses on who you are now and where you want to be. And then we state, take action and build beliefs that are going to get you there and think about that person. So on the concept call, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about where you are right now, where you want to be, and then we're going to map out your individual plan of how to get there. That link is on there. Um, but I am going to say afterwards, if any of you guys would like to book that personally as well and not do it by the link, I want to open up the rest of this time for any questions that you guys might have of anything that we discussed today.
I don't have any questions, but I just wanted to say this before I sign off is um, I've been working with Janessa for a couple weeks now, and um, I have implemented a lot of the things that she just went over um, into my life. And it has made, it's been a game changer. Um, it's definitely helped me and work tremendously. And not only that, it's trickled into other aspects of my life. Um, so if you can be open to, um, I know sometimes it seems silly, I'm talking about letting it ride in the car with you um, and things like that. But if you're open to that, it'll it'll definitely um, change your mental headspace and it'll it'll definitely um, improve um, improve your your life overall. So I highly recommend it. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate you you bringing that up. And I just think like also as healthcare workers and first responders, it's like sometimes not, it seems like not okay to talk about the way that we're feeling or doubts that we're having, or we notice everybody just seems to have it together. And we think we're not the only one. And that's really the point of this group. And what I love about having this group is that this is a safe place for you to realize you're not the only one experiencing these things. Other people are too, and that makes you not feel alone. So I'm really trying to create a community with this group where you can come and talk about some of these obstacles that you're facing while still working towards your goals and gaining that confidence. But I really appreciate that, Jen. You're like a prime example of like really putting in the work. I know coaching with me isn't easy sometimes, but like it's really, it's really shown in other aspects of your life. So thanks for sharing that. If there aren't any other questions, I'm going to stay on if anybody individually wants to talk to me as well. And I'm just going to end the recording. But I really appreciate you guys being here today. I appreciate you coming. Um, and I hope that you guys were able to grow your level of confidence, even if it's just a little bit. And um, I will see some of you guys soon. Thanks, guys, for being here. Bye. Thank you. Open enrollment is now going on for my next healthcare worker and first responder group. We are going to be spending six months together, helping you get clarity, overcoming your obstacles and getting to these big goals that you've set for yourself. If this is something that you are interested in finding out more about or to claim your seat in the next group, book a consult with me so we can talk exactly about what this group is going to look like. I look forward to chatting with all of you guys soon anything in this episode resonated with you and you want to find out how coaching can help you create big things gain more confidence and get to your goals, then book a consult with me. You can find me on Janessa Dean Coaching on IG and I will see all of you guys inside.